Welcome to Speak Up with Elton Brown and Rita Burke. So glad to have your guest who is from the Grand Prairie in Canada. Now, it's not the first time we're interviewing or chatting with someone who is from outside of Toronto, but it's the first time we're talking with someone who is from Grand Prairie. So welcome. I would like to introduce Ejibola Adeto Kun. She's done so many wonderful things that if I were to tell you all of those things, we'll be spending the entire day here. So to some degree, I have shortened it. She was a banker. She's now an entrepreneur. And she supports BIPOC founders. She's a business coach and is also an advocate for women entrepreneurs. She supports and endorses and encourages women and she tries to empower them, particularly women who are in business, who have their own businesses. She encourages them to use their skills as tools for leadership and economic advancement. She herself is a CEO of Simply Edgebola, that's incorporated, and the founder of Sedestalist Women Leaders. Now, she's also been recognized for her work by several organizations like the Grand Prairie Chamber of Commerce, Canadian Immigrant Women. She's also one of the accomplished Black Canadian women for 2022. To our listeners, help me welcome Ejibola. Thank you so much, Rita and Elton. Thank you for the invitation. I'm so excited to be here and I can't wait for us to have this conversation. Me too. This has been long overdue. First of all, I wanna say, I really enjoyed our conversation that we had a, a week ago. It was really a nice way to get to know you before we actually got into our conversation with you. So the first thing that I wanna talk about or ask you is about your your journals and the pens. I noticed that on the pens and the pencils, they are affirmations on them. And the fact that you also have donated a lot of the material to schools. Tell me about the affirmations and where did that idea come from? And how is the material donated received by the teachers and students. Thank you so much, Helton. When I started Simply Ejibola, which means simply amazing, uh, the intention was to inspire and elevate the users of this product into self-discovery and into self-confidence. The reason for this was as a result of the several things I see within the community stories that I hear from little kids and things that are happening within our community and the world international. I'll give you an example of why we started the inspirational and affirmation pencils. The story of the US shooting at the primary school really got me 
when that story broke out of how an 18-year-old, who is also a youth himself, went into a primary school and shot a lot of young kids, just like himself. And I started wondering, I started having that conversation with my daughter, who was telling me how uncomfortable she might be or uncomfortable other children might be going back to school. And she was asking if the Canadian school was safe and if kids were well protected in Canada. So we had that conversation and I decided to do something about it. I decided to bring out a product that would speak positive words because there's been a research done by a very wonderful professor in the US that concluded that when spoken words, when positive words have been spoken, are being exchanged, it triggers something in the mind that makes you to be grateful, to have self-confidence, and to also pour out that kind of love to others. So I started wondering if the guy that shot these little kids had love in his life. I was wondering if he had people telling him words like, you're good, you're capable, you can do it, you're a superstar. I started wondering and I thought, okay, if I could have a product that will have positive words on it that we could give to children in school, we could give to employees at the workplace, that could help us stop bullying in the school environment. It will help us to boost the confidence of little kids who are probably scared because their friends make jest of them. We could probably stop and make the environment of the classroom warm and conducive enough for all students to learn. So the projects for the inspirational pencils and affirmation came as a result of that, of what happened in the US. And I thought, you know what? I need to get the pencils into the hands of every student in every school in Canada. If I can produce it, then we can make it happen. So during the holidays before school started, I sent out an email to a few friends of mine and told them, I need you to inspire a child to go to school this school year. For every three packs you buy, Simply Ajibola will donate one. And that was how we started. So we had a lot of people buying the pencils online. And for every of their three purchases, we donated one. And then we chose the school we wanted to donate to. And that was how that happened. And that's what we will continue to do with the inspirational pencils and the affirmation pencils. For every purchase, one pack. For every three purchases, one pack will be donated to schools. So right now, we've gotten 12,000 pencils into the hands of kids in Canada. And that is huge because that's a testament to the fact that the pencils is really passing a message and people need such product. And beyond the classroom, we've seen employers buying such and putting it into their employee appreciation gift boxes or their corporate gift boxes. So that was, that's actually history and the start of those inspirational pencils. And the words on those pencils were 
the actual words that my mom and dad would constantly tell us when we were younger, because I used to keep journals a lot. So a lot of all those words that my mom speaks into, I come from a family of nine. So you can imagine how stressful it is to <laughs> bring up nine children. Yes, I guess my mom had to formulate a strategy for herself of how to encourage every one of us to be our very best. So she speaks all those inspirational words into, she'll tell us you're a superstar, you can do it, you know? You can do it. Oh, you made an error, keep going. Just erase it and do it again. She kept telling us those words. So those were, the words on those pencils are the exact words my mom and dad will tell us growing up. And Adibola, path, I'm really oh, impressed. Sorry for interrupting you, but I'm really impressed with what motivated you to start that project. It is very inspiring. I'm certainly touched by that because you told us about something that wasn't so positive that happened in the school in the States. And you took that situation and that story and turned it into something that is positive. Something else I'm really impressed about because I read some of the studies as well on the importance of affirmations about people speaking things out loud about themselves and that it goes into their subconscious and it really has an impact on their behavior and their life. So I really, really, Thank you for saying that to us. And the fact that you have done something about it, you haven't just taught, you haven't just sat back and reflected, but you've done something about it. So I'm really touched by that. My question to you then is how has a failure or what seemed like a failure at some point in your life has set you up for success? Think about something that, someone else may see as a failure. And it seemed as if it was a failure, but it has set you up for success. Tell our audience about that, please. Yes, I would, I would answer that this way. I told someone exactly the story I'm about to tell you. And the response of that person was the banker that couldn't get a loan. So that was a failure that I had transformed and taken into another level and made it positive. When I used to be a banker working at one of the top five banks in Canada, I became an entrepreneur and I wanted a loan for my business. I went to the other bank across the road trying to get a business loan. And I was told I can't because she saw my business plan, saw the name of my business and told me, your business is not viable. I don't think anybody will buy your product. And I wondered why she would conclude just by looking at my name. And I said, wouldn't you just go through my business plan and see the forecast, the sales and all that? She said, no, she doesn't need to see it. She knows that I don't have target markets in Canada. And at that point, I took out my business card and gave it to her. Because even in terms of position at the bank, I was of higher ranking than her. And she busted into tears. And I narrated this to a friend of mine who laughed so hard and said the banker that couldn't get a loan. And that really touched me. And I decided to do something about it. And that was how I started the said That was how this started. 
The Sagilos Women is a network of women entrepreneurs that we train, we mentor, we coach so that they can grow and scale their businesses. And so that we could address some of those business challenges that I have gone through and I know other women are going through. The banker who could not get a loan sounds to me like the title of a book. And so then if you were to write a book about your life and your story, what would you call it? I've already given it a title and I know I'm being presumptuous to do that. Tell us about that. You know what? On the same thinking path as the guy that laughed at me, he told me to write a book actually and told me to name it the banker that couldn't get a loan. (laughs) And that's what I intend to do. So you will write a book about it. That is fascinating. I will. I will. That is fascinating. Uh, I want to quickly go and talk about one of your accomplishments, which I find to just be amazing, especially as a Black woman in Grand Prairie. How was your experience running and becoming city council? Wow, that was quite an experience. I wanted to get onto council because previously I'd been on the economic development advisory board and I'd been on the community advisory board at the city of Grand Prairie. So I wanted to do much more, particularly in terms of entrepreneurship. Grand Prairie is a very, is one of the top city known for entrepreneurship. And I wanted to serve in that regard. And when I look at the composition at the city of Grand Prairie, I noticed that we really, at that time, didn't have a lot of initiatives and programs or projects that support startups, especially women entrepreneurs. So I wanted to serve in that regard, to serve when it comes to businesses, entrepreneurs, or women. And I ran for council. Unfortunately, I didn't make it to the table but it was quite an experience just going out, meeting people, talking with them, knocking on doors, giving out tracks, talking about my mandates, having a website, going on debate forums, because we had lots of debates and forums that it was really, it was tiring, but it was an interesting experience. I can see that your mother's affirmations really did work because you're presenting as an absolutely confident, self-assured woman. I'm really impressed with that. I have another question that I need to ask you. Apart from your mom's affirmations and your friends write a book about the banker who couldn't get a loan, what else would you say is the best advice that you have ever been given? The best is believe it's possible believe it's possible and those words lingers in my mind every time I have a new dream every time I have a new idea those words lingers and it seems to push me to want to do those ideas and those dreams when they come because one thing my dad will tell me or told us when we were growing up. He said, we should travel the world. He said, don't stay in Nigeria and feel like you've accomplished everything. No, he told us that the inheritance, that the best inheritance he wants to leave 
for us is our education because education was the key to open every door that we wish to open. And he told us not to open doors within Nigeria alone or within Africa alone, that we should open doors around the world. He told us to visit places. He said the world was like a house, that we shouldn't just stay in the living room. We should go into every rooms that are in that house, the basement, the deck, the garage. You should go everywhere and explore that house. And that's what keeps me going when I think of those words that says, believe it's possible. And when I remember my dad's words telling me, let your wings, spread your wings and go and prosper. It sounds to me as if the world has become your house and you are exploring it one country, one province at a time. And that must be a, quite a fascinating experience for you. Am I correct? It is. It is a very interesting and experience. And I would always say this. It can be a lonely experience too. Particularly if you don't have a mentor that looks like you or does what you are attempting to do. It can be very lonely. For example, I'm into stationaries. It's very hard for me to see a woman that is in the stationary business, not until I met Rita. This woman is much like you, or I would say you're a younger version of this woman that is nothing that I haven't tried. And Elton likes to tease me about it, but there's nothing that I haven't. There are a few things I haven't tried and I still plan to try them. And listen to this one. Elton hasn't heard from me as yet, but I have said to myself and I promised myself that when I hit the age of 80, and that's a long way from today, I'm going to ride a motorbike. So I'm sure you too, I'm sure you too <laughs> have got some long-term plans for what you're gonna do with your life. Over to you, Elton. Wow, I can see you now with, <laughs> with a pair of those trousers on, a huge Harley, thundering down the street, uh, uh, causing a bunch of confusion and noise. But that's okay. If that's what you want to do, I definitely say go for it. Your experience with uh, working towards being a city council woman had definitely had some firsts. So it made you the first, first, the first Black woman, first African woman first woman of color, first Nigerian woman, to me, that would put a lot of pressure on me if every time I take a step, I am the first to move in that direction. How do you handle such pressure? To me, it would be a lot of pressure. So how do you deal with it? That question is a deep question, Elton. And I've done a lot of firsts, but in terms of the campaign going into city council, being the first, like you mentioned, Nigerian, black woman of color, yes, I was. And I had a lot of attention in that regard. 
people wanting to get interviews from me just because of that, people wanting to have me on their board or be a part of a committee. It was a lot because now I've opened the door to let people know that there is a black woman within the city that is willing to take up a leadership role. So everyone wanted me to be on a committee, do something, be a speaker. I got a lot of, of invitations. I had to turn a lot down if I was to maintain my mental and emotional health. So I didn't accept a lot of those invitations. I had to be strategic about my responses. And it also came with some disadvantage. I found that at the time I stepped forward and announced my interest to be on council, it will interest you to know that I didn't get the support from fellow black women like myself. I actually got a lot of them telling me to, their, to my face, why are you going for council? Why don't you let the men go? Why do you think you as a woman should be going for cancel? What were you thinking? I got a lot of that. And if not for the support I had from my family, my husband, my daughter, I would have broken down emotionally because I felt like, wow, I'm getting all the support from the Caucasians. I'm getting emails, phone calls from Caucasians asking me, are you okay? Do you need help? Do you want funding? What can we do to help? And I'm getting all this from my people asking me why. Why should I be the one going? What do you think was at the heart of those questions and what seemed like lack of support from your community? Have you given some thought to it? Because the questions were coming from mostly the women, the colored women, I felt like I was being let down by my own people. And I felt like I was being raised up by the group of community that I've not really in integrated with. Yes. And I've been let down by this group that I've integrated with my whole life. Yes. So at that point, I started having a different mindset about life. I started having the mindset that at the end of the day, we are all human beings. Yes. So I started looking at things differently. I started looking, considering everybody as humans first. So I, I don't like having to say that label, oh, you're Caucasians, you're Black, you're immigrant. No, I stopped doing that. I just take everyone as human so that I don't get disappointed or those words or those actions would not affect me. Whenever. So what I'm hearing then is you're saying that regardless of what group you're in or whatever the issue is, there are usually allies on other sides as well. Is that what I'm hearing? That's you right. Say? That's right. So what do you want to do now? What is your next goal? What do you see yourself doing six months from now? Six months from now, Okay, I'll try not to let the cat out of the bag, but I level. Six months from now, we should have our own 
first ever in Canada, first ever retail innovation hub in Grand Prairie. That would mm. be the first, the first in Canada. Wonderful. And yes, that is really under, the setup is currently on the way and we, I will be glad to unveil that come January of 2023. So in six months, we should be in that space, functioning as the first in Canada retail innovation hub. You must let us know when the opening so that we uh, speak up broadcast can join festivities. I'll get you, I'll invite you if you can fly down to Grand Prairie or we can have another podcast, definitely. I'll let you know. Would be wonderful. I want to thank everybody, Rita and Jibolo, give such a fantastic conversation this afternoon. It's been absolutely wonderful. And obviously, we've already set it up that we're going to do another one for the grand opening, which I think extremely excellent. And I want to officially thank you, Jibolo, for allowing us to have this conversation with you because we know that you are extremely busy and we feel honored that you gave us a few minutes of your time. Rita, is there May anything I, you want to say? Yes, sir. I don't think we should end our chat with Ajiboli without first having her talk about her businesses. She's got a number of irons in the fire and I want her to plug them now, please. All right. I would like to I'd like to thank you for the invitation. The conversation is really necessary so that other young black women and other women could hear this story and be strengthened by how I've been able to overcome some of these challenges. Yes, I've got a couple of businesses, like Rita said, and one of it is simply a jibola. Um Simply Ejibola, I mean, Simply Amazing. I'm wondering what exactly you would like for me to talk about, though. But Rita, I would like to extend some good gestures to your audience that are listening. I'm going to be sending you a link that you could send. I don't know whether you've got an email list of all your audiences, or you could put it in the comment section in the podcast. They could use a code which I have called SpeakUp 0.1 to get amazing um, free product when they make purchases of the self-care journal. If they buy one self-care journal, then they get one of our newest products that is dropping this November, which is the Extra Booster Pen. The Extra Booster Pen, they've got words that elevates you written on them. So when they buy one journal, they get a five-pack elevation pen. If they get two journals, then they get the five-pack elevation pen. They get two sticky notepads, which have 50 pages each, and they get two stickers of the self-care. It's okay to be selfish sticker. Wow. And so what is that code again? Speak up 0.1, and I'll send that to you by email. Wow, I was totally unexpected. Uh, a pleasant surprise, I must say. And 
thank you very much. And I, I'll go right ahead and thank all the and give you a thank you from all the individuals that will grab all of this code and be able to pick up an enormous supply of product, which is helpful in school and for their own journaling purposes. It's great. I'm thankful. I'm thankful and I need to say bye, but I'm particularly impressed with the fact that you're passionate about women's issues, about leadership, you're passionate about community, you're passionate about children. And so we're leaving this platform today feeling really warm and fuzzy about what you are contributing to your small room in the house and to all of the rooms in the house slash world that your dad taught you about. Thank you so very much indeed. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rita and Elton for having me and I'll be glad to come again. For more information about uh, Ejibola Butawo, please send your inquiries to info at speakuppodcast.ca. Thank you, and have a great afternoon.